I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ho, ho, ho. Well, g'day, everyone, and welcome to All Talk with Jason Mike. And I'm very excited to say, uh, Mike Minogue, our Christmas special, my friend. And I don't know about you, but... Jeez, I'm a huge fan of Christmas time. I'm a massive fan of Christmas as well, I'm glad to say, and I'm particularly uh, excited this year because I don't have to go anywhere. Generally, I'm travelling all around the country, and I'm not this year, I'm staying home. Yeah, I was saying to you actually before we started the podcast, when when my kids were first born, it was an absolute nightmare because all of my parents, who are massively divorced all over the place, so I had about four or five sets of parents, uh, we'd have the, the nightmare of having to take all our young children to four or five different Christmas parties on Christmas Day, which was an absolute shithouse of an affair. Did you ever consider just having it at your own house and making them all come together, or would that have been too much fireworks for one house? Yeah, well, one of the things you need to know about my parents and the subsequent divorces therein is that they can't be in the same room together. And so that was never a scenario. So they had to sort of you know change it all up, and we had to go to separate houses for separate parents. Right. Uh, which was an and and they lived miles apart from each other. So Christmas Day for us, when our kids were first born, used to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, kids would scream. They'd get overexcited. There'd be too much sugar. There'd be a guaranteed vomit at the end of the day in the car. Sure. Um, someone would crap their nappy and would run out of nappies. All that sort yeah, of Christmassy yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's right. Too much, too much food, and then you're in the car, and then sleeping in the car, and I mean that must be. Exhausting and fattening. Yeah, well, and and also the other thing about it was, which was really intensely annoying, is, of course, everyone would have a Christmas lunch or a Christmas dinner, and you'd eat that, and every house you went to, they'd expect you to do it again. Yeah. Uh, And you'd try and explain, look, I've already had a a bit of a massive Christmas lunch with Dad. Mum, so I don't, I, we don't read it. But no, come on, we've gone to all this effort. Absolutely. So you'd stuff your face. And, and when I say there would be a rogue vo- uh, vomit at the end of the, the day, it was generally me. Yeah, I know, you're smashed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, a way that, I mean, it's all too late now, but what you could have done is gone for, uh, you do a course at each house. Yeah. So you turn up at Mum's place, point. you go with a shrimp cocktail, you have the shrimp, you get all, right, all the kids out of the car, all the presents out of the car, get them into the house, undo the presents, take the presents, have a shrimp cocktail, all right, back in the car, put the presents in the car, on to the next place, and there you have your main, don't you? And then you have a dessert at the next house, and, and then a few drinks at the next one. Well, you see, that's the kind of logical thinking that my parents are incapable of. Right. And and you've also got to deal with the, the scenario, too, of leaving too soon mm. because then they get really offended. Yeah. You want to go and see your father more than you want to stay here. Yeah. We've gone to all this effort. I mean, Louise has come over, your aunties have come over just well, to see you and then you go, oh, well, I, look, I've, we've got four parents to fit in, Mum. Sure, exactly. I can't stay here all day. Yeah, listen, Mum, look, if you put as much effort into your marriage as you did into this dinner, I maybe we'd be, be in, in this situation. situation. Thank you. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I mean, I had a similar situation in that uh, my parents broke up Um Dad left when I was about nine months old. He'd seen enough at yep. that point, so yes. he was off. Um, so as a young man, I had to go uh, wherever I was. I had to be in Levin with my mates and my mm. brother. Uh, then had to go to Hamilton to see my dad and had to go to the Hawke's Bay to see my mum. So yep. that's a lot of travel. And when you're working, that's sort of chewing up probably four days out of your two weeks off, which is a real bastard. 
even more actually, that's four days travel plus the time you're spending with your family, when you'd rather just be with your mates in Hammond. Yeah. Now I've got the missus and her family are down in Reefton, uh, west coast of the South Island, so you've got to fly down to Nelson and then drive from Nelson, about a three-hour drive to Reefton, and then you're down in Reefton, probably the only place that's still raining other than Wellington. Yeah. Uh, and then back to Nelson, then fly to Hamilton, and then make your way over to the Hawks Bay as well. So... It's just a shit show. It is a shit show. So this year I've said, well, the wife and I have said, well, we've got the kid. We've got a good place. Everybody come to us. So now we've got 20 family coming to us, which is going to be its own kind of fantastic hell. Can I ask you how many days they're uh, planning on staying? Have you you established that? Because I think that's important. I think the most is about uh, grandma's coming for about 10 days because she hasn't been been, uh, to our house. So it's going to be great to see her. And then the others are sort of three, four, five days. Okay. A piece. Can I just say, mate, that's a massive commitment. Mm. Have you got the bedding for it? We have. We've got. Uh, is, we've is, rented out another couple of houses, but what oh, we've okay. got is we've actually got a um, a bit of a sleep-out situation, and me and the missus and the kid will go into that, so so the kid can still go down for sleeps. We'll be in there on our own. Yes. And if I get over it, I'm just going to go in there and close the curtains. Yeah, fair enough, mate. And you were saying that you've also set up a tent for your granny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, yeah. There's got, you're going to have a soft sort of um, – Scenario for her bed. I hope well, it's not, not just going to be on blankets. Not initially. She's she's going to be on the ground initially. But after Christmas Day, we're going to put all the Christmas wrapping um, into one of the plastic bags, and it's sort of like a you know a mattress of sorts, I guess. Yeah, great call. Now, listen, we've had a lot of great feedback over the Instagram, and sorry we can't get to them all, but there's only so much of this we can take, Mike. Yeah, that's right. Um, but good on you, by the way, for having all your family over at your house. Hey, how do you cope with the fact just just on that? The fact that you guys are vegan, I'm, I'm assuming they're not all your family members are vegan. You, you, no. You're prepared to get the Christmas ham? Uh, yeah, we've got all that, mate. We've got the ham and the turkey and there's the uh, the prawns and all that sort of carry-ons happening. So, yeah, we're, we, we're catering to everybody, mate. We're not we're not psychopaths. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where they're going to cook it because it sure as fuck isn't going to be in my house. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Interesting, just on that as a brief sideline, again, I got a, a message the other day saying that um, the person that had listened to the podcast – Realise that you were a vegan, mm. um, and he said, "You know, he's a big pie fan. Oh yeah, you know the B and E, the uh, steak and cheese, steak and the, cheese. the mince and cheese." Yeah, and he said, "I thought I'd go outside my com- uh, my comfort zone one day, and and I'd try a vegan pie." Right, and he said it was the most horrendous atrocity he's ever put in his mouth. What, what did he go for? I, I don't know. It was just a vegan pie. Right, well, so they they had, so- I imagine there would be lots of nuts and grains in there. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, one of my favourites is the porridge pie. Yeah. Um, and what that is is it's um, it's porridge, and it's uh, just wrapped in paper, like a pie, but with mm. porridge in it. That's really good. Yeah, but it doesn't have cream and brown sugar in it though. It's got a little bit of brown sugar in it. Oh, I can't have cream, can it? Because it's vegan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really tasty. Another another option is the uh, the tofu pie. Yeah. You know those when you're at the supermarket and they sort of come in those blocks. Mm. Yeah, so it's just one of those wrapped in pastry. Pastry, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Is, has it been marinated or anything like that? Or no, is it no. just literally a block of tofu and Yeah, pastry? I mean, just the flavour of the pastry, pastry sort of seeps into it. Yeah. And um, that's nice. Yeah, great stuff. Hey, well, let's crack into our Christmas special. And this is uh, from Harry Grunza Grundy on the Instagram. And by God, what an absolute classic it is. Hi, guys. My missus has done the old, you don't have to get me anything trick which suits me fine because I can't be asked, but I fear I could be walking into a massive trap. Any suggestions? Do I waste my money and buy something pointless, or do I take the risk 
and hope she doesn't get me anything. And as I say, that's from Harry Grunza Grundy on the Insta. Mm. Well, the fact that you're having to ask this question means you already know the answer, I think, mate. Yeah. Um, you'll probably be able to tell us a bit more about your experience thus far, but um, to be honest, this is something that my wife and I do. Yeah. And, and it's actually me that ends up buying the gift. I do it. Yeah. And uh, and I quite like it. I quite like, and I understand now why women through the years, through the eons, through the centuries have done it because the look of shock on their face when they see that you've bought them something and they've got you nothing. Yes. I mean, you can really ride that one home. Well, therein lies the rub, Mike, because that's a bit of a conundrum. I've done the same thing. Mm. My wife and I always go, look, let's not bother about presents for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like a deal. And And one year... I thought to myself, you know, she's a special lady in my life. She's a very special lady. And I, a, just a special lady. <clears throat> a not, special lady. Not the. <clears throat> well, a special lady in my life. And I thought, bugger that, I'm going to buy her a present. Mm. And I bought her this magnificent piece of jewellery. Oh, God. And it cost me a fortune, yeah. mate. And I thought, it's all going to be worth it. It is all going to be worth it. And I gave it to her, and she was so filthy and so upset that I'd broken our agreement and had the audacity to buy her a present when we had agreed that that was not going to happen. And so not only did I fork out all that money and make the effort, A, she hated it, and B, she was really pissed off with me for breaking the agreement. Gosh, she's pulled the old switcheroo on you yeah, there, hasn't exactly. she? You know, so she definitely knows that you doing that is meant to put her on the spot and make her feel bad. And in a split second, yeah. she has managed to managed to feign hatred for the gift and also show an anger towards you that has made you second guess what was a generous, yes, thoughtful, I thought considerate, so. yeah. loving gesture. Yeah. I mean, she is a real pro. Look, I could, I could have understood it, for example, which is, which is an inclination of a lot of men, I've found, to buy her some sexy lingerie, yeah. for example. Yeah, you or know, a vacuum. Or, or a vacuum or some sort of domestic product. And she could have been enraged by it. This was a beautiful piece of jewellery. Mm. And, I, and I know that she liked it because we'd been in the jewellery store previously and she'd pointed it out to ah, me. Because so I was I, going to ask you. because I, I'd made yeah, that effort yeah. to go, oh, actually, I remember that piece. I wonder if it's still there. I went back. It was still there. And I went, perfect. It's yeah. meant to happen. Yeah. And she was filthy. It took her days to get over it. Right. But God, she's, she's really. But she, but she wore it all the time. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, that is a classic, isn't it? I mean, as far as it goes, it is really risky buying your wife, not your wife, but a wife, in yes. my experience, anything at all. Yeah. Without having their input first. Yeah. Because it's a tough one when they want to be surprised, but they also think that you've got terrible taste. Yes. And throughout my marriage, every single time my wife asked me for an opinion on something, like we did a bit of renovations on the house. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, which one of these bench tops should we go for? And she showed me five. And I said, look, I don't, I don't care. I'd already gone to the point where I said, look, I don't care. You just decide what it is that you like. It's not worth me because I don't care. Yeah. You've got great taste. You do it. She goes, no, well, I want, I want this to be something that we do together. I want your input. I said, look, I've got no opinion. The only one I don't want is that one. <laughs> so which one did we end up with? Yeah. So that's that's how they use they want your opinion so they know what not to go with. 
So when it comes to gift buying, it's too risky. I found it too risky. Yeah. Have you? I mean, can I? Can I just? Can I just bring you up on that bench top point? You are creating a real scenario for yourself there, mm. because I'll tell you what: as soon as you change the bench top, then the whole kitchen has to change. Oh mate. yeah. Well, the next thing that happened was we pulled the fucking fireplace out. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's because the just bench a, the bench top didn't go with the yeah, fireplace. Yeah, it, it didn't match, and so and then the drawers don't match, and then the pantry doesn't match, and then all of a sudden, what was meant to be about getting new bench tops has become about renovating the entire kitchen lounge area. We ended up with a new car. Yeah. How does that happen? So yeah. it is a really difficult conundrum, isn't it? It, it really is. Um, yeah, I mean, I've actually recently bought my wife a, a piece of jewellery and she she likes it, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I'm pleased about that. And I do like, um, I bought it with the idea that I was going to give her it if it give it to her at Christmas, and she would be shocked and surprised, and I get to be the hero in front of the family, and she'd be, you know, sort of viewed as this horrible Grinch of a woman in front yes. of all of her family. I yeah. thought, well, that'd be a turn up because she's much loved in her family, and rightly so. But I thought I'd mix it up a bit for her. Yeah, and it's really important too. What you need to do is to make sure that she opens her present in front of her family. Absolutely. So she's really under the hammer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the well. That's, that's actually how I proposed to her. Right. On Christmas Day, on, wasn't it? On Christmas Day in front of all her family because I knew she didn't want to say yes. So I thought, well, if she's in front of her family, she won't want to create a scene. She'll say yes. Yes. And here we are. Got a kid now. Well, it's like the – well, you're really committed now. It's like those people that, you know, do the proposal in front of a massive crowd or something at the oh, basketball. Yeah. You know, or at the sport, some sort of sports centre and, and everyone's watching. And so the, the poor woman's forced into a scenario of, yeah. should I have to accept this? Yeah, that's right. I really love the ones where she says no. Yeah. See, now, if, a woman, if I did that at the basketball and she'd have said no, that would have made me love her even more. Yeah. You know, ridiculing me like that. I like that. You would have, yeah. Well, she's treating you nasty. Yeah, that's right. Keeping me keen. So, um, Harry, I hope that's helped. Well, I think just specifically to, to Grunza on the Instagram here, um, you are more than likely walking into a trap. Yes. Um, oh, unquestionably, you are. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the question you ask yourself is, if you're not walking into a trap and you end up buying her something, then unless you're married to Jace's wife, you're going to come out of it looking pretty good. Yeah. But if it is a trap and you haven't bought her anything, you're screwed. So it's not worth the hardship of you having not bought her a gift. Yeah, and, and I... I totally agree with that, Mike. What, you, what you're essentially saying to Grunza mm. is take the higher ground. Yeah. Take the higher ground, then at least if it doesn't work out, you're in the position of saying, hey, well, I made an effort. Yeah. I spent money well, for you. Absolutely. As opposed to, oh, oh shit, I didn't get you anything. Oh, I, I, thought th- I, thought you must have, I thought you must have been joking when you said that because yeah, yeah. you are the love of my life. How could I ever let such a major holiday pass without honouring You're the only love? one I wanted to buy a present for. That's right. And not my parents, not my yeah. kids. You I, were the one I wanted to buy a present for. I'm not buying, buying it for you. I'm buying it for me yeah. because I cannot not for express us. my love for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah good call. So mate. I think um, safe hands would be our advice, Grunza. Um, just buy something doesn't have to be anything good um, and make sure you get a, a return certificate as well because no matter what it is it's going back yeah and just on you know whether it's good or not I had a mate that bought his wife a piece of jewelry from the warehouse mm. and unfortunately he left the um, receipt or there was something that that actually 
indicated to the wife that it was in fact from the warehouse. He was probably she was probably going through his wallet. Yeah, and and you know he thought it was a lovely bit of jewelry. It was as cheap as chips. Yeah, and he thought she'll love this. But then she found she out won't, it was, she won't be able to tell the difference. No, exactly. And then she found out it was from the warehouse, and the shit hit the fan. Yeah, that's right. You know, well, it's funny. Is that all I'm worth to you? Something from the warehouse? Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a friend who uh, well, a friend of the wife actually, and she recently got engaged. Now, the first time I met her, we were out on a boat, a sort of a boat trip, and it was might have been New Year's actually, and she got the news through that one of her friends had just gotten engaged. This woman's about thirty odd or whatever. Yes, and. The person that I was with, with immediately burst into tears, not out of joy for her friend, but because she still wasn't engaged herself. Right, I see. And she had all these rules around the type of person that she wanted to get married to uh, and how much an engagement ring should cost. What do you think an engagement ring should cost? Well, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you, mate. I didn't even buy my wife an engagement ring. Well, what would be the point? She'd return it. Well, exactly. Um, You know, and... We, we just had the wedding ring. We didn't do the engagement ring. Yeah, good. And that was very much like Grunzer was saying. It's like, we don't need engagement rings, no. do we? You know what I mean? No, I we agree. Can, we can spend it on something else. Well, she thought 20 grand. For an engagement ring? As a bare minimum. Right. Right. So she had ideas about uh, marrying an influencer or uh, you know some, some kind mm. of a uh, hedge, hedge fund sort of a joker with you know millions in the bank and Top a yacht lawyer. on the heart. Yeah, that's right. Uh, she's ended up marrying a plumber. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that because they're on good coin. And, mate, there's and nothing more sexy to a woman than a man that's good with his hands. That is absolutely true, even mm. if they do smell a shit. Yes. But, um, you know, I guess what we're saying is, you know, you've sort of you've got to make adjustments, Grunzer. Um, and this is, you need to view, view this as a test. Um, so treat it that way. Go out, buy something, middle of the road, something that makes it seem like you've put a bit of thought into it and then everyone will be happy. Tell you what's key, a beautiful note. Yeah. A handwritten note. A, a, a beautiful handwritten sincere note can cover for any shithouse present. Absolutely it can. Really you know can. What I mean? It really and, and, and you can just Google that sort of shit online. Yeah, oh, absolutely you can. Or you can get us to write it for you. Just send that in. And uh, But, I, yeah, I, I agree with Mike on that, Grunzer. I think you've got to go to the high ground. At least then you're a, you're a much better you're a much better place should the shit hit the fan. Um, let's carry on with our Xmas advice, and maybe might you want to read this one? It's a certainly a doozy. Yeah. G'day, Jason, Mike. I've been accused of giving people poor gifts on Christmas. For example, last year I gave my uncle a fish finder, which I thought was a great gift. Unfortunately, he lost both his arms in a freak washing machine accident the week before Christmas. Not wanting to waste the gift, I still gave it to him only to cause him to burst into an unstemmable flow of tears that didn't stop until he passed out hammered drunk later that night. He used a straw, it says there in oh, brackets. Oh, yeah, okay, no, I, that's, that's a good technical detail. I was thinking, how was he? How, how did he yeah, do that? Yeah, um, I thought the tears were because he loved the gift so much, but the rest of my family disagree. What should I give him this year? And that's from uh, Karen Joshi on the Insta, or Corinne Joshi on the Insta. My God, what a scenario that is, Mike. Mm. Because let me just start off by saying that a fish finder is a bloody good present. Of course it is. I gave one to um, uh, one of my uncles, actually, oh, yeah. a, a fish finder. Uh, unfortunately, hated fishing. Yeah. Um, but I still thought it was a great gift. Yeah. Uh, but this is obviously um, complicated by the fact that the said uncle lost both arms a week before the gift was given, which makes it a little bit different. And, and some would say would only have rubbed salt into the... 
the raw stubs of his wounds. Sea salt. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, first of all, credit's got to go to um, Karen or Corinne. The fact that you... Ex- They're not cheap, mate. No. No, no. And the fact that he's bought a gift a full week before Christmas. Now, I don't know about you, but I sort of buy mine. Generally, I sort of do a run around the house the morning of yeah. Christmas and see what I can find and wrap up. Um, you know, and the fact that this guy has managed to buy something a week out, it's probably already wrapped. Yeah. So, you know, you've probably found out about this he- terrible accident and just thought, well, you know, it's wrapped now. Because yeah. you probably could have returned it, but it's wrapped now. Which, and and are you allowed to uh, discriminate against your mm-hmm. uncle on the basis that he's got no arms and now he's no longer into fishing? I mean, that's frowned upon now. You can't discriminate. Well, you know, you even break it down even more infinitely than that, Mike, in the fact that it's wrapped. I mean, he's not going to be able to open it, is he? Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm impressed, actually, that she's actually bought or he's bought a present for his uncle. I've never brought my uncle a present in my life. No. I mean, mean, how far do you go in terms of extended family in terms of presents? Yeah. Especially when, like my wife and I, we don't even buy each other presents anymore. No. I mean, I still buy her stuff, as we discussed earlier with with the other discussion that we were having. Yeah, well, I know some families are actually quite close, Jase. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Look. This could be totally false. My wife is a big present buyer. She gets really worked up about Christmas. She starts shopping five, six weeks out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give two shits about presents. No. And I don't know if that's a male or female thing. My daughters are the same. They love presents. Right. And so they'll, they'll shop. Giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. Right. Uh, giving more than receiving. Right. Um, and so they'll often shop throughout the year. Mm. You see, that's just not the way I think about it. I'm like you, a day before, just go and panic purchase, wrap the shit out of it, send a nice note, it should be fine. Yeah, and the other thing is that we, now we've got the kid, and of course your family want to express their love for the child by by gift giving, which, yeah. which I understand. But the other side of that is I end up with a house load full of shit. Yes. Often. And, and we've made the rule that we don't want anything plastic, and really we don't want anything at all. Yeah. Um, but it's hard because... You know, that people like to buy gifts for your kids. And I, I get that, but I hate a house full of clutter. Yeah, and, and you end up with a soft toy scenario too. Yep. Uh, they love the soft toys for kiddies. <laughs> they do. You know, and having four daughters, mate, we had like a room full of soft toys. Yeah. Uh, that They all hated anyway. Yeah. They just turn into sort of manky, mouldy pieces of shit that you eventually just throw out in the bin. <laughs> That's right. A couple of months later. Yeah, we've got about uh, five in the house and about 800 in storage. Yeah. And we just, we're just rotating them out. Look, in terms of your um, your message, Corinne. What, what should I give him this year? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I don't think you should feel bad about giving him a fish finder. You weren't to know he was going to lose his arms. No. Um, and, and I think. And I mean, a, he should have had a sense of humour about yeah, it by then. Yeah. You know? Who would have thought? Yeah. I've hey? waited 10 years for one of those, <laughs> yeah, and right. now, buddy, I lose my arms, and there it is. <laughs> yeah. Not only can I not use the uh, fish finder, I couldn't hold a rod if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what should I give him this year? Hula hoop? Great idea. You know? Great idea. Uh, he might be a bit old for that, but. Um, you know, you don't need your arms. Um, it's cheap. The kids will get plenty of time with it as well. So exactly. sort of something that can go through the whole family is pretty useful as well. Um, what else would you get an old fella like that? Um, well, Singlets? Well, perhaps if you um, you got one of those hats, which you've got the beer cans on either side and the straw that goes into your oh, mouth. Oh, yeah, that would be practical. That is practical. Yeah. 
Well, um, I, I was thinking, you know, especially in the summertime, of course, when Christmas is, the, the singlet. Oh. A nice singlet would be nice. You know what I mean? So, um, Well, you know, you just, I, I don't know, because I had a mate actually growing up, and um, we, went, we went away to the mount, and we got it, bought a whole bunch of DB Export gold, and they give away all this shit for free. Yeah. And um, as part of that were all these, all they had left were triple XL um, singlets. And one of our mates is a particularly skinny fella. Well, you're, you're not exactly plump yourself, No, Mark. no, but very, I mean, even, you know, even back then I was even worse, but this guy particularly so. But he insists, I recognise that these were far too big to be worn, but he, he saw it as a free gift, so he wore it. He thought it was yeah, cool. We'll TBX anyway. bought gold on the front. And uh, massively big for him. So one of the boys just went up behind him and put, you know, a forefinger on each of his shoulders and just moved, you know, those those little bits of uh, fabric over the top that keep them stuck there, the old, uh, what do you call those? They're not sleeves. No. Whatever goes over shoulder your shoulder. Shoulder sleeve? Yeah, shoulder, whatever those things are. And he just moved them out to the side and the, uh, the singlet dropped to his feet. Like a flamboyant scene, in a, a sexual scene oh, in a exactly, movie. exactly, like a dress. If you yeah, just went, it just fell to the floor. That's right. And my fear would be that some of the meaner kids in the family might do this to um, Uncle Stump. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there is a possibility that that could happen. And as you say, there's nothing holding it up there, is there? No. Um, but I was just thinking in terms of practicality, you know, he doesn't have to put his arms through it. It's it's nice and cool in the summertime. Oh, it's cool, yeah. Um, you know, and he could wear it while he was doing his hula hooping. That's true. You know what I mean? So so hula hoop or singlets, um, Corinne, Joshy on the Insta. Yeah, I think those are both good options. And again, mate, don't feel bad about it. Um, you know, you've, you've done a good thing there and you've tried to buy something really nice. I'll tell you what. Can I just ask the question, is Corinne a male or female? Oh, it's a male. A male Yeah, name. male. I had a look okay. through uh, the profile picture there. Um, from memory, a male. I'll tell you what. Would be a bloody good gift. Really thoughtful. Would be a new washing machine because that other one must be rooted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Couple of arms banging around in there for a while. I mean, it, because the thing is, if he's had both his arms taken off in a washing machine incident, he's not been able to turn the washing machine off. No. So how long has those arms been banging around inside the drum? Blood, well, blood and guts going everywhere. Well, I think it would be a porkment since um, scenario, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that'll um, be getting into your whites from there on out. So if you got him a new washing machine, that would sort of, it's an expensive gift, but it sort of says sorry yes. for the last gift and, you know, we're looking after you, mate. Because when you think about in terms of washing as well, you know, there's always flecks of skin and stuff mm. naturally. Yeah. Um, so I imagine a couple of arms in there would really sort of clog up the system. So yeah, yeah washing machine, another good idea. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, there you go, Corinne, and thanks for, for the message, mate. We really appreciate it, and I hope it works out for you. All the best. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, we've got another question here from Tom Telfer on the Insta. Um, any top tips for how best to slip a few ciggies in while at the in-laws' Christmas lunch? Sadly, they just can't seem to get on board with the darts. Love the show, 
Keep it coming, Tom Telfer on the Insta. Oh, the old dart scenario, eh? Uh, it's a toughie, isn't it? What was your uh, in-laws feeling about your cigarette smoking? Obviously, you're from another generation. Well, I was actually very fortunate, Mark, as, as we've discussed on other podcasts. My father was a smoker. Uh, my mm. mum was a smoker. Yeah. And, all, and they were all heavy smokers. But the in-laws? Uh, the in-laws, no, they weren't smokers. Right, so yeah. how did they feel about it? Because it's, if you're not a smoker, you don't like a smoker, especially if the smoker is now with your daughter. Yeah. Well, what you've got to do is early on in the evening, uh, early on in the morning slash early afternoon, get them as hammered as possible, mm-hmm. so that they don't actually notice when you're slipping off to go and have one. Yeah. But I was always very brazen about it. That was the fa- you know, about the fact that I was a ciggy smoker. Yeah. I just I just say, look, I'm going to pop out for a dart. Yeah. And you have to in those situations because <coughs> we all know we all know how stressful Christmas can be with with the in laws. Exactly. You need that time out, that five minutes just to re collect yourself, not take offence at all the insulting things they've mm-hmm. said to you just to to reconfigure yourself. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's not just that, but if you don't smoke then you're going to become more tense, aren't you? Yes. You're going to become more irritable. You're going to react to these sorts of things. So it's sort of a couple of reasons why you need to have those cigarette breaks. Now, personally, I my approach has always been to be totally upfront. This is what I do. I'm a smoker, and if you don't like it, then I think tough. so. Yeah. And so it sounds like um, Tom, you just have to. And I know the expression's frowned upon nowadays, but you take you take our point. You're just going to have to man up a bit. Yeah. And say, look, this is how it is, and no better time to do that uh, than after you've stuffed your face. Just spark one up at the table. Yeah. I, look, I I agree with you. Just go f- uh, front foot with this. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said to you, I've always been very upfront about the fact that I'm a durry smoker. Mm-hmm. Apart from when I was stealing my dad's durries, yeah. but I didn't need, it, need him to know. Yeah. But I pay for my own durries now. Yep. So it's like, I paid a lot of money for these. I'll smoke them wherever the fuck I want. Exactly right. And that's what you can say to your, uh, your mother-in-law. Yeah. You know, so if she sort of raises anything with you, you can just, um, you know, verbatim to take what Jace has just said there and just smoke that baby down. And even if, you know, just extinguish it in your pile of leftovers or whatever. Yeah, in your cold hands I and, think so. and so forth. Yeah, Alter- I think so. Alternatively, you can you can be such bad company. You know, you can be the one throwing out the insults. Yeah. Um, you can be the one making uh, terrible jokes, sexist, racist, all that sort of stuff, so that when you leave the room, they're actually grateful to see the back of you. True. But, you know, th- you made a good point earlier on, which I totally agree with. You can say to them, well, look, I don't have to smoke my durries, mm. but I tell you what, I'm going to be in a shithouse of a mood, and you're just going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Your choice. Yeah. You either have me being really offensive, telling racist, sexist, horrific jokes, yeah. because I'm angry that I can't smoke cigarettes, or you just simply let me have have a ciggy at the dinner table, and or if, if it makes you feel better, I'll pop outside and have a ciggy, yeah. and that way I come back in sedated, calm, and amicable. That's right. And it feels to me like this is potentially being driven by your partner who's saying, Oh, you can't smoke there. You know they hate cigarettes. You make it, why do you make it so hard on me? You know, all that sort of stuff. I think you need to get her on board. And you just, exactly what Jace has said, you know, on the drive over there, you just spell it out for her. So like, this can either be a good day or, or a, a bad, bad day. day. Your yeah. choice. So what you're saying there is, Mike. You're getting her to be in on the play as well. Well, yeah. So you're getting her to set the scene as yeah, well. Totally. Yeah, totally. I think it's important. You know, as soon as the parents start going, oh, God, he's not smoking. 
Just leave them alone, would you, Mum? Yeah. Yeah, just leave it alone. We're having a really nice day. Yeah, don't... Do you have to ruin it by yeah. being nasty about him smoking his five durries in a row? Exactly, at the yeah. table, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough, mate. Just yep. be right up front about it. I think so, because as soon as you show any weakness around cigarette smoking, which we all agree is a horrific, Terrible, shocking, horrific pointless, it's bad habit. for your health, it's expensive, you stink. Think, yeah. You know, you're, you know... It shows it shows a weakness of of personality, in my opinion, a weakness of character. Sure, um, and we can all agree on that. But as soon as you show weakness around that and agree with that, then they're going to be constantly on you. Yeah, you have to pretend like you think there's nothing wrong with it. And if you show strength in that area, you might just see some dividends. Absolutely, mate. So basically, the long and short of it, uh, Tom Telfer on the Insta, man up, yeah. man up, yeah, and spark up, mate. Yeah, spark up. Hi team, I'm in a predicament. With this Xmas, I'm the only male over the age of seven in the house. We are in fact outnumbered. My father passed some three years ago and my two sisters are recently divorced. Is it okay for me to either A, start drinking at dawn or B, look for sanctuary in a house where the ratio is more like 50-50? To provide some clarity, there is me and nine women. Tristan on the Insta. (sighs) That's a roughie. It's tough. But I've, you know, mate, I, I've grown up in a household of women. Mm. Four daughters and a, and a oh, wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I'm kind of used to that female energy. Yeah. In fact, I, I think over the years I've become more feminine yes. because of the fact that I'm surrounded by such a feminine energy all the time. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good question. And, and, and what have you learnt to do as a result of being in that house? Not say anything. <laughs> That's right. So in this situation, I mean, there's a few different ways. We, there's pros and cons to any situation, isn't there? Yeah. For example, in this case, you've got nine women in the house. Well, you don't have to worry about doing the dishes or any of the cleaning up. That's covered. I'll leave you with that. Um, you know, because what happens is you get in the kitchen as a man, you start bumbling around, you go, where does this go? You know, you're doing the dishes, and, and they just say, oh, just get out yeah, of here, yeah, would you? Get out of here. It. You're in the way. That's right. And, yeah. You know, and obviously... You know, we were talking earlier on about, um, you know, not buying gifts and, and how they sort of um, play into that. They know there's a secret. Going. Men have their own little tricks that we do. And going into the kitchen and acting like we don't know which way's up and which way's down yes. is is something that we do in order to be kicked out so that we can go and lie on the couch and smoke durries and, and drink beers. Yes, and, and that's a really good point. It's, it's a very effective, just as a little tip for the men out there, yeah. when you're doing the dishes, go, where does this go? Yeah. Well, sorry, where does this live? That's right. Where, where does this? It, it, within five minutes, I'll get. Just could you please fuck off? <laughs> That's right. Because it's actually more irritating you helping us in inverted commas than it is you not doing anything at all. Exactly right. Really good tip, there, yeah. Mike. And you know damn well how to do it, but don't let them know that. So there's there are bonuses there. Um, the cooking's taken care of. You're the only man, so you. I'll got- leave you with that again. <laughs> do you not like to cook? Except for the barbecue. Right, okay. Right? And the now, manly meat meat cooking. So in this situation, um, you're gonna be left with the barbecue because you're the only you're the only man. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be no other men arguing with you and, and telling you that you're doing it wrong, which is a shame because that's part of the fun of, of Christmas Day. Um so you get some time to yourself. Um, out there, you can smoke as many durries as you want. You come yep. and God, Eureka smoke! Oh, that'll be the yeah. It's just off the meat. Yeah, that's yeah, off the yeah. meat. Can I just make another point there, which is another bonus? Um, you don't have other men there telling you how to cook your meat. 
No, that's what I was you saying. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, there's nothing worse than having five men around a barbecue. Yeah, and everyone has their different technique. Turn it once. Yeah, just no, wait for the blood to come up. Yeah, that's then right. Turn it. Yeah, or turn it constantly. You or, know, or they just wander in and tip a bottle of beer over. Yeah, it. that's just right. A bit of a marinade. Mate. Yeah, a bit of a marinade, yeah, mate. Well, it was been marinating for three days, but anyway, yeah, carry thanks on. for ruining it. Yeah. Um. So there are there are bonuses there. Also, you've got nine women in the house. One is your mum, and you've got two, two sisters. sisters. Who, so I, who, who are I'm, the other six? Yeah, who I might also add are recently divorced. Yeah. You know, which suggests a certain... Well, you. I hope you're going to say it's their fault. I don't know that it's their fault, but clearly there was some conflict. So you've got two sisters that have been in some conflict and have gone as far as to divorce their partners. And also, very importantly... Recently divorced. Recently divorced. So, I so can, the wounds are still uh, festering. They're fresh, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of chat in that kitchen about what's wrong with, with men, the ex-husbands, and men in general. Exactly, yes. which you're probably going to bear the brunt of, yeah, uh, in one way or another. But it's going to keep them busy. Um, they'll be on the booze, which is good as gold as well. But to my point, I think the six women that you haven't told us who they are. Yeah. So. That's pretty good odds, mate. I would have said Assuming say they're, so. they're not family. If they're aunties and that, they're probably... Off. You're also making the point there that they'll be on the booze. Yeah. Presumably you'll be on the piss. Yeah. Uh, there's six of them there. Yeah. Um, that aren't related to you, presumably. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be an interesting day. Well, yeah. And if they aren't, if they aren't related to you, if they're your auntie, I just wouldn't go there. It's not worth it. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't go for the auntie. I, I have a particular auntie and she... She likes to get on the booze. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then your mates come over and she gets on the booze and sees these young strapping men. Yeah. Yeah, terrible, mate. The comments start yeah, coming yeah, out. The, yeah, the lewd yeah. sort of yeah. looks and suggestions. Um, but, yeah, look, it, as he says too, do I start drinking at dawn? Oh, yes. Well, obviously. I thought that was rhetorical. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. You start boozing straight away and I think you, you take it with two hands. I mean, uh, you, you know, you're going to have to field a lot of questions about – why are you still single, um, Tristan, on the Insta? Yeah, he doesn't give his age, though, does he? No, he doesn't. No. Um, you know, I'd say about 30-ish. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I think you just got to take it with both hands, uh, enjoy it for what it is, uh, and try not to throw too much abuse around. Don't take the bait. Yeah. Take the higher ground. If you can, I mean, it, I'd say almost stay away from the booze. Yeah. Because yeah. what's going to happen is... You could have maybe a couple of black velvets in the morning, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Which, which, was, which was what our family used to do. We, we were big fans of the black velvet uh, drink. Yeah. I mean, I think we can tell you, Tristan, and you know damn well, there's going to be a scene at some stage about something. And what you want to be able to do is wake up on Boxing Day and hold your head high. Yeah. And for forever and a day be able to refer to... That, that Christmas. That Christmas. You remember that Christmas yeah. when there were those nine women there? Oh, you're drinking again, are you? You know, Sister Louise. You know, Louise, are you on the. Yeah. You remember what happened last year? Yeah. You remember what happened 10 years ago? So you remember got what the, happened 20 years ago? The moral high ground Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost worth laying off the booze, I think, um, for that reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, it's it's uh, you're on your own, essentially, though, aren't you, Jace? Yeah, he is. Literally. And, and Tristan, you know, we wish you all the best, mate. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to you, but you yeah, maybe stay off the booze 
have the moral high ground as in the years to come, mm-hmm. even the day after. Yeah, I mean, you could. There's nothing more enjoyable, is there, when you go back after boxing on Boxing Day, yeah. and all the family's massively hungover, and you're feeling great. Brand and new. How's you're, everyone going? You're well, that, right. That's right. You start mm. banging around the house at seven a.m. when everybody is still massively yeah, hungover, hungover, and there's no better time to bring up the sins of the night before yes. than the morning after. Than the morning after. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't we love that? <laughs> don't we love that? Hey, well, that basically brings us to the end of our Christmas special. And well, uh, we might as well bang out this uh, this last little oh, one right. here. Hey, losers. Is it a good tactic to bowl bouncers at Nan in the Xmas BYC, George, over the Insta? Yeah. Well, it depends how badly you're going in the chase. Yeah. Um, or if they're setting a healthy total. Um, personally, I think if you're in the game, you know, if you walk onto the pitch, then you're agreeing to the rules. Yes. And if the rules have been laid out um, that bouncers are allowed, then Nan's just going to have to um, take it on the chin, perhaps literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you know, I remember playing a bit of beach cricket with my family mm. and my little nephew, Andy. Yeah. You know, I, I came rocketing in. He was about four or five. Absolute brute of a delivery. Just smeared his nose all over his mm. face. But he learned an important lesson there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and to his credit, he went onto the back foot and tried to pull me. No. He was only four or five years old. Wow. And, I, and when we were taking him to the A&E, I was saying to him, mate, you've got some ability. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's and I and grand presumably, is, you know, I don't know about your grand. I don't have any grands anymore. But my grands were tough as nails, mate. Yeah, they yep. came up through the depression. They came up through the war times. Yeah, drop it short. That's yep. my just throw that bumper in there. She'll handle it. Yeah, well, I, when we used to play backyard cricket, um, my grand would get really pissed off if I didn't bounce there. Yeah. You know, Are you patronising me, young man? Yeah, that's man? right. Yeah. Come on, you pussy, dig it in short. <laughs> that sort of stuff, um, which really used to fire me up. And what would happen is I'd get so angry, I'd just start spraying it all over the backyard. Yeah. Uh, and she knew she, she knew how to get inside my head. So, you know, you can't be ageist in these situations, George. Um, you know, she's seen more deliveries than you've seen hot dinners. Exactly. Um, without a doubt. So you'll be surprised if you just sneak one in. Um, you know, in fact, I, I, I'd... I'd go so far as to um, just bu- roll over a couple of you know lollies for her to begin with, let her into a so- false sense of security, um, and then just absolutely dig one in. Yeah, yeah. There's always a bit of variable bounce in a backyard as well. You never w- really know where it's going to go. Yeah, there's always that little tuft of weeds. Yeah, that's right. Just where the ball's you know on a good length. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I think that's right. I think lull her into a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, bowl a, a bowl of maybe an over of autumn leaves. Yeah. And then come firing and just fire one in short around the neck, chin level. That's right. And it's it's funny, isn't it, when it comes to um, backyard cricket. I don't know about you, but we always go with eight delivery overs. Yes. Um, and, you know, if you get somebody out and you then see who's coming in next and you've only got a couple of – you're very excited. go, oh, this chump. Yeah. I'll be able to get this idiot out. And just seeing Grandma walk, it's a great opportunity to be able to better your stats. Yes, absolutely. You know, get an easy wicket. Well, it's like Hadley mopping up the tail, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, that's how he got a lot of his stats. But, yeah, dig it in, mate. Dig it in. Yeah, and Don't be patronising. No, don't be patronising. But let's be honest, her hand-eye is not what it used to be. No. Um, at all. And often she can't even um, oh, migrate towards the end there. She couldn't even lift the willow. Um, yeah. So she knew what the body wanted to do, but she couldn't. She couldn't it. I remember you saying she couldn't even lift the plastic bats. No, uh, that's how weak she'd become. Yeah, absolutely feeble. Wasn't she still in a wheelchair at that stage <laughs> too? What were you had to do? 
It made it very difficult to get an LBW. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, always shattering into the into the wheel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, and and also very difficult to bounce as well because you'd often, you know, you'd dig it in and it would go over the top. Yeah. Um, but the wheelchair was sort of set so far away from from her left side um, that you'd end up hitting that. So it was actually quite a good defence for you because obviously no LBWs in your backyard cricket either. Yeah. So What's she that has about? a cunning old cow. Yeah, yeah. So George. We say, get stuck in, mate. Yeah. Fire it in there. Yeah. Hey, New Zealand and, and the rest of the world, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. And on behalf of Mike and myself, we would like to wish you all a very safe, mm. enjoyable... Merry. Merry Christmas. Yes, indeed. Um, and take it easy out there. Look after each other. Yeah. You know, buy your wife a gift. Yeah. Um... Don't get on the piss if it's going to cause conflict. Or do, because or do, you know, you know, what, what, what will happen there, Jace, is if they get hammered, they really bugger things up, they're going to have to hit us up for some post-Yuletide yeah, advice. Yeah, how, how do we get out of this yeah. dilemma? Hey, it's been great uh, having your time and patience and, and the privilege of your, of your attention. You take care out there. Have a safe Christmas. We'll be back next week, though. Don't you worry about that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.